Welcome back to another episode of Versus, where nerds do what nerds do best, argue. I'm Adam Peacock, and this week I will be doing the daunting task of representing Homelander from The Boys. And I'm Caitlin Hempstead, and this week I will have the absolute pleasure of representing Superman. Boy, Caitlin, this is going to be a tall order for me because, well, we'll find out as we get into the show, but I'm, I'm very excited to see how this goes. I am too. I think that you are a person who doesn't seem to have much of a dark side, so I'm excited for you to really tap into that to represent Homelander. See, my wife is always saying I'm rooting for the villains, I'm rooting for Darth Vader, I'm mm. rooting for, I, I guess I, I live vicariously through them. Well, uh, express that part of yourself on the mic for everyone to hear. But here's the thing, I won't make myself a bad guy in a game, but that's for a discussion later. Uh, Kaylin, let's just jump right into it. Let's put two minutes on the clock and let's hear your opening statements of why Kal-El, Superman, is the better choice. Thank you so much, Adam. Let's go. Um, It's Superman. End of opening statements. Just kidding. Don't you wish. No, I've got a lot to say about our good friend, Cal, a.k.a. Clark. Adam, we live in a time of anti-heroes. Walter White's, Barry's, okay? A time when it's like cool to be cynical and mean and messed up. What A time where we want to watch protagonists do messed up things. But Superman is not about being cool. Superman is not about being what? edgy okay superman does what's right he challenges us to approach the world with a sweet open heart uncynically to do the right thing even when it's hard and maybe especially when it's hard little bit of background superman is the original superhero except for zorro which kept coming up when i looked up origins of superhero okay created by jerry siegel and joel schuster sorry i always say joel and i don't know why joe schuster debuting in action comics in 1938 in the form that we recognize uh he had many many influence we're talking zorro robin hood john carter of mars kind of just a rip of john carter of mars everyone should read john carter of mars it's honestly great anyway he's your basic alien in panties who's nice to everyone he's been in movies comics shitty toys happy meals recognizable all over the world he is so quintessentially American, okay? He's an immigrant. He's a little bit weird about women. Uh, he was created in a moment in American history when it wasn't corny to say that you believed in truth, justice, and the American way. He was created by two sweet Jewish boys who were the children of immigrants, much like myself, with one generation removed, who had fled persecution. And yeah, maybe you're going to tell me, uh, Caitlin, he wasn't really himself until the Whitney Ellsworth era, but shut up, because even before that, he was fighting Hitler and believing in freedom, and God bless him, he also believed in the American justice justice system, but so did a lot of our grandparents. So what are you going to do? Superman is a good guy, the ultimate good guy. And you got to love a man who is just decent. That's my time. Thank you so much. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you nailed it. I agree with all of those things about Superman. Thank you I think, so yeah. much. It was easy to talk about a character that I truly love. And now Adam, I'm going to go ahead and put two minutes on the clock for you. And I'd like to hear your opening arguments on why Homelander is the better character. Well, I know it was we were doing a bit earlier, but I might not even need the two minutes because all of those things that you just described, Homelander doesn't do any of that. <laughs> He's the exact opposite of who Superman is. Now, I think it's interesting that you brought up truth, justice in the American way, because I think what I like about Homelander and why I think he's the better character was... Yes, Superman was created by two Jewish immigrants escaping persecution as a form of, is it fair to say therapy that they were doing to create this character to to sort of, you know, 
yeah, channel that in a good direction. Mm. And their idea of truth, justice in the American way, while very admirable, I feel is very antiquated. Homelander is truth, justice, and the American oh, way. Oh, God. He is absolutely who we are. I think that is Superman is the America that we want to be, but Homelander is the America that we really, really are. Uh, I think for so long, you know, when you're a kid, you think of teachers as being this almighty, all-knowing, omnipresent person. Same thing with like cops and your parents and anybody in any position of authority. But then you get a little closer and you realize, hey, they're just a shithead just like me. They're not as good as I thought they were. And that's exactly who Homelander is. I think we do a lot of bloviating about who we are as Americans and as the truth, justice in the American way. He does the same thing, but he's actually doing what we're doing. He's giving us a peek behind the curtain. So whether he's lasering a bunch of people on a plane or I mean making the new girl on the team go down on him and his buddies we keep coming back to this a lot but I mean that's the America we live in and that's Homelander so when he puts on that cape he's the most accurate representation of who we are Adam what a bummer <laughs> I got really depressed yeah researching this. I was I was having like a pretty solid day and then when I started uh listening to that argument I was like yeah I mean giant fireball 2024 man you make yeah. some good points I don't know what it was about today but all the all the satirical humor of the boys really hit me this <laughs> afternoon as I was reading all this and, and watching more you know it really got to me today all right so tell me about the first time you I not even fell in love, but what made you like Superman? Like, what was the first thing that attracted you to about the character? Thank you so much for asking me that. Um, what attracted me about the character was Christopher Reeve and the way he mm -hmm. looks in tights. Just kidding. Just having a little laugh with you. Um, I no. Okay, so I got into comics because of, to be honest, Archie. Um, mm -hmm. And it took me and that was like what I read up until sort of like early high school. And then I got into Marvel and I thought, oh, well, like if I'm into Marvel, then I can't be into DC. And then like sort of later on in college, a friend was like, you should really read All Star Superman. And I was like, I don't give a shit about Superman, but fine. Um, and let me tell you, it maybe changed my life. Really? <laughs> because I think that when you're a teenager, you really gravitate towards like dark stories. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I like to rose Zack Snyder movies by being like, they're for teenagers because teenagers are like, I'm not a baby anymore. I like a guy who kills guys. That's a great way to put it. <laughs> Zack Snyder stuff is for babies. It's for people who... Are adamantly deny that they're babies but only a baby yes. would have to deny that they're a baby yeah. i'm already in trouble but anyway i think just like reading all-star superman and, and this character i think it's just done so beautifully and it was just like yeah what if someone had ultimate power and didn't do bad things with it what if someone truly loved other people and wanted to mm -hmm. protect them i think i'd want to be like that i think that's a great way to be but i don't know if if i could I don't know if I would be. Is that, now, I'm not saying I'm a Homelander. Okay. I'm not going to. I have a hard time imagining you lasering a bus or whatever. I, I, yeah. I mean, if nobody was in it, I certainly would. Just for fun. Yeah, because that would look cool. If you were like drunk with your, your friends on like a, a, a bachelor party, would you use your laser eyes to cut a plane in half? I think I would do all my stuff. I think mm. I would like, I think I'd fly my friends up into the air and then I'd drop them and I'd catch them real quick. <laughs> okay. Okay. You know, that's a fun bachelor party bonding activity. Now, what, 
attracts you? What appeals to you about Homelander? It's not so much that I'm attracted to him as a character. I think it's it's that realization of, oh, he's right. That's that's really and I, I obviously we're we're all jokes here. So nerds, <laughs> don't come at us. We're just having fun. We're just having fun. We're having a laugh. Yeah. Or come at us because that sort of is the premise of the show. But the whole creation of Homelander as a corporate entity to make money for a company that doesn't care about anybody from like, yeah, they would create somebody like this just to just to make money. And if all this bad stuff's happening, it's all part of doing business. You are totally speaking my language with that stuff. Uh, I am a little bit of a Marxist. I do believe corporations don't care if they harm us as long as they meet the bottom line. But isn't it nice, Adam, to imagine someone who's impervious to that? Because look, me and you, we're small. I mean, I think our hearts yeah. are generally good, but we could like we could be bought. Sure. Our our price is probably not that high. I think like very low. 80 bucks in a Snickers on the right day and I am committing yeah. a horrible crime. I used to do videos for Big Tobacco back in the day, so <laughs> I I get it. We we've we've all done we've all worked for the devil. But yeah. what I like about Superman is just sort of the idea of like what if someone wouldn't? And Wonder Woman, too. I think, like, one of the things that DC does so beautifully, at least in the comics, is, like, what if these people were truly incorruptible? I think that's the version of yourself that is the purest hmm. when you're a kid of, I'm always going to do the right thing, or I'm the hero who saves the day. Yeah. That's, like, you know what I mean? When you're playing with your pals, and I think that's the most, I don't know, honest and genuine part of you. Yeah. But maybe you're saying that's not for grownups. I think you grow up and you become Homelander. It's like that scene in Mr. Deeds when that guy, what did he say? I wanted to be a, I wanted to run a, what is it? I wanted to own a petting zoo. He goes, well, what do you do now? And he goes, they run a chain of slaughterhouses. <laughs> yeah, that is an apt uh, analogy for the experience of growing up and having to have a job. I think you get crippled, you know, you get, you get poisoned by the machine and you find yourself doing things that you didn't think you 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 would for a buck. And I don't mean anything nefarious, just maybe neglecting your family or neglecting yourself. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I will say in your defense, Superman, not always great at self-care. He will very often continue trying to save someone else, even when he is just straight up dying. Yeah. And I know it's been covered a million times before, but what is he doing to poor Lois? He's going to kill that lady. I'm really glad that you brought this up because I would really like to talk about who is a better boyfriend. Okay. Now, I don't know Homelander that well, um, so I don't know what his relationships are like. Sounds like he's pretty coercive on account of the going down stuff. I, I, I'm going to say that it's, we don't even need, it's Superman. Superman's the better boyfriend, 1,000%. <laughs> I will say, I don't think he comes out as far ahead as he maybe should, because I think that if Superman does have one not-so-ideal trait, it's like, just marry her, bro. Like, that what are true. you doing? Yeah, he's really stringing her along. Yeah. And like with the Clark Kent stuff, he's driving her crazy because she's like, oh, do I like maybe have feelings for Clark? This feels really bad. Like that, that kind of fuckboy stuff, I can't abide it. And I think he he's can the ultimate do that. gaslighter. He is because it's like, he's so good. He's Superman. I must be crazy for having hurt feelings because everyone right. loves him. Let me ask you this. Do you think you could? 
And does it sound appealing to you if you could trick a partner into thinking you're two different people? Yeah, it's a really, would I Hannah Montana them? It's a really good question. Oh, yeah. um, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I would. I think I maybe would do it as a prank. I think I would, if I had superpowers, I think I would get serious with someone as myself and then like date eight or nine, like f- swoop in, swoop them up in the air yeah. and be like, come with me if you want to live. And then I'd be like, ah, it's me. I'm messing with you. I do think when Ali gets home, I'm going to try it. I'm going to okay. try to pretend to be somebody else. Uh, I think that if you jump out of the closet in a costume, she will think something else is going on. Oh, I mean, she's a, she's a pacifist, so I know I won't get shot, but <laughs> I might. She's a black belt in karate, so I might get kicked. Yeah, you, you might get you might get kneecapped. She might put me, I think I'd rather get shot than get put through a window with a karate kick. <laughs> oh no, I would take getting put through a window with a karate kick. Imagine how cool you'd feel after. That is true. You would look very Jackie Chan-like. Yeah, honestly, one of my dreams is for Michelle Yeoh to kick me through a window. Yeah. I, I, I think Homelander would be a terrible boyfriend because he's insane. In his opinion, if you, if you spoke out of turn the way that most people in his life seem to do at some point, you might get lasered on a bus too, or he might break your arm or you know, kick you through a, a several plate glass windows. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't want an intimate partner to kick me through a plate glass window. I just want hero of Hong Kong cinema and incredible dancer, Michelle Yeoh to do it to me. And we're not dating in this fantasy. Well, I broaden your fantasy horizons. Bring her I, you're right. I'm, I'm underselling myself, buddy. It's your dream. <laughs> <laughs> I, Really, you're in an advantage here because you know a lot about Homelander and Superman, and I really only know a lot about Superman. Whose powers are more powerful? I think it's deliberately set up that their power sets are are equal Okay. in terms of just the, the take on the character, except Homelander doesn't have any... He doesn't have a, an Achilles heel like Kryptonite. Yikes. Okay. So he's pretty much... There's nothing that can that can stop him. And he would totally yeah. use kryptonite on Superman. He absolutely would. Yeah. Can he turn back time? I don't think so. I, I you know what? I don't know that he's flown around the world to turn back time. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, he did do that. I don't think, I don't know. If, have you ever loved somebody enough to learn how to fly around the world to turn back time? Um, I don't know. None of my ex-boyfriends really earned that. Maybe my very Polish great-grandmother I would do it for. <laughs> but not your lovely wife? I mean, yeah, her too. She's a black belt in karate. I don't think she's going to need you to. She would kick me so hard, I could spin around backwards. (laughs) So she doesn't need me for that. Okay, so Homelander is maybe winning in a fight. But it's by just a hair. Yeah, very, very barely. I also want to talk about who's got better, like, cultural impact now in this moment. I think if we say overall time, that's not even fair because obviously it's Superman. But, like, in this moment, who is more culturally important? Superman or Homelander? I'm going to say it's Homelander because of the debacle that was the Snyderverse. And I think there's a real nihilistic view in America right now because I'm channeling all of it and talking about it nonstop. Mm -hmm. But I think he's a, I think Homelander is somebody you can point to and, and say, somebody gets it. Somebody knows what's really going on. That's how I feel. I know all these people are pieces of shit. So I think he's a great, it's a great way to channel that energy. Interesting. I think the culture might be starting to tip away from nihilism, maybe because things have been so bad and scary. But look at Ted Lasso. Like that show was huge. I think that 
if James Gunn can do this right, I think that it might be the right time for the return of the Sweetie Pie Superman. Yeah, it might just be me. I might just be going through a dark spell at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm i also like moderately depressed, but I think I'm channeling it into wanting to see the light. I will say it makes a huge impact when the person is enjoying what they're doing. Yeah. When the person who's like, yeah, I mean, I think like Kevin Feige really, truly loves comics. Yeah. And like criticize Marvel all you want and go ahead and criticize Marvel there. They can sure. take it. But like, sure. I think he loves them. And I will give Mr. Snyder a break because that was he went through a very shitty thing. Yes. Totally. Making that movie. And that. Yeah. I can yeah. understand why somebody would be a little dour. I totally get it. I guess I just I think I'm talking about the current not even ragging on poor sweet Zach, but like the current in the culture of being like it's not cool to try hard and love people and i think it is cool i think it is cool too let yeah. me i'm curious if you had those powers if you had superman or homelander's powers do you think you would go insane oh ooh, honestly this bums me out but i think i would just still be pretty lazy <laughs> But you're, I, you're like, you're hearing everything like Homelander can, Homelander uh, can read people's blood pressure. That's how he knows when he's scaring somebody. And that's what makes James Stilwell, the character from the comics, the guy who's sort of like the big Vought guy, that's Homelander hates him because he doesn't affect him. He's not scared of him at all, hmm. which is played by Giancarlo Esposito in the show, Elizabeth Shue, hmm. but complicated. Yeah, they split it up over two characters. Yeah. One character over two people. The thing is, like, I already, I would be like a god to, a, like, a medieval peasant with my iPhone um, and my car. And mm -hmm. instead, what I choose to do with my time is just, like, hang out on the couch and, like, watch TV. So I think yeah. I would probably just turn my TV up really loud to drown out all of the voices pleading for my help. What do you think you would do? But when you said the medieval peasant with the iPhone thing made me think of that Polish grandmother of mine who I wish I could bring back just so she could see cars now and I could watch her head explode. Pretty Homelander-y to me. Yeah, right? Maybe I am more like Homelander. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I would do. I think hearing everybody and being able to sort of see everything and go anywhere I would give me tremendous anxiety and I don't know if I could handle it. Honestly, I think I'd have a fun as hell time and I would help people along the way, but only when it was fun. Like when people get stuck on roller coasters and stuff? Yeah, I think I'm chaotic good in any universe. Yeah. Wee! Let me yeah. help push this roller coaster down the fun part. See, that does sound fun. Yeah. And you don't have to pay for anything either. Yeah, yeah, huge perk. Kind of like being the president. <laughs> All right, well, we are going to take a break, Caitlin, and we come back, we're going to play some games to help our audience and us decide which of our characters will reign supreme. We will be right back. All right, welcome back. Caitlin, we're going to jump right into this with some games. I have picked one for you that I think you're going to crush, but you also have a bit of an advantage because it technically already exists, but I, like, I'm not here to split hairs. I have selected for you theme song throwdown. I'm going to put 30 seconds on the clock, and what I'd like you to do is to create a completely improvised brand new theme song for Superman. Mm. I don't know if that's going to encapsulate just the character, how you felt about Christopher Reeves. Everything's mm. on the table, but I, I'd like to hear a brand new theme song that when I hear it, I think son of Jarrell. Wow. I'm tempted to do a steamy Sade style uh, anthem to how cute I think Superman is, but um, hey, 
I might go in a different direction. Okay, okay, Adam, this is a tough one, but I'm ready to meet the challenge. All right, 30 seconds. Okay. It starts out, there's like a, like a Hans Zimmer, like a, and then it's like, Superman! Superman! Uh, And then then a chorus of voices come in and they're like, he's from the planet Krypton, but he will never slip on evil. Superman! And then the bases are like, Superman, Superman, Superman! He's so nice! And that's Uh, time. That is very good. (laughs) He's so nice. I'm sweaty, but yeah, I think I got across everything I like about Superman. He's so nice, I think, is a great way to end on anything. He's so nice. Uh, What I wanted to do with that was just say, like, yeah, a movie can be like an epic, cool space opera and also a little silly. Adam, it's only fair that I turn this back upon you because, of course, when you choose a game, you too must play that game on Versus. So I'm going to put 30 seconds up there, and I would love to hear your theme song, original, improvised, Great for Homelander. Hey there, Mr. Man, why you looking so very sad? Don't just stand there on the ground. Take a leap above and abound because the world is yours. Take it at your will. The world is yours. Everyone you could kill. The world is yours. There's no limits to what you can do. Executive producer, Dick Wolf. (laughs) Dun-dun. That was fantastic. There's no limits on who you can kill. There's no limits when you have lasers for eyes. Yeah, and absolutely no sense of morals. None whatsoever. In fact, it's funny you say that because I heard a description of how he was built, and it's uh, Homelander is 100% the byproduct of shoddy science and a complete lack of ethics. Wow. The byproduct, not even the intent. That's how, isn't that more messed up? Yeah. When he was a kid, they put a nuke by him in case he acted up. That's how they would kill him. Yeah, just don't traumatize a kid, I think, is the lesson of all comic books. Or maybe do, because then sometimes they grow up to be superheroes. Uh, I don't know. Childhood trauma can go one of two ways, I guess. Yeah. Adam, of course, there is a second game at play, because we can't just stop at theme song throwdown, because it's my turn to challenge you to a game. Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. Yes, okay, so... Today I have selected for us the game Dramatic Reading, because how are you going to talk about Superman and Homelander without actually hearing some of the immortal lines that have been written for them? So with Dramatic Reading, we both select a text, uh, we send it to the other person, and then we get to read our hero, and the other person gets to read whoever else is in that scene with our hero. So... Sort of okay. a sort of a stage reading, sort of a black box theater interpretive thing. So why don't you go ahead and send me your dramatic reading for Homelander? Okay. It's fucking insane. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> so it'll Perfect. start it'll start with the uh I was always terrified. And that's you, right? That's Homelander? That's Homelander, yeah. Okay. Okay, this is from the very, very end of the comic. So this is going to be incredibly spoilery, but I think I've been really ragging on Homelander this whole episode. And I think this might show a little bit of humanity in him that maybe you can find it in your heart, even though he's the byproduct of maybe some Nazis. He's not a good person. We get it. But maybe, maybe in your some heart. Nazis. I, look, I don't want to confirm or deny. Who knows? But 
he's had a really tough relationship with his own father and his own family. He's look, he's searching for a family and you know, he's, he, he has his own son, but that's for a different discussion. So looking for just a little bit of empathy here. This is the very end of the comic. This is in the white house. He has killed the president and he's being confronted by his past, his current, but he's being confronted with a big revelation. Wow. Okay. I was always terrified because I wasn't, I'd never have done any of this if I didn't think I'd already, if that wasn't me in the, Oh, Jesus Christ almighty. Do you know what this means? It means you turned into a fucking psychopath by mistake. You fucking fucking fuck. You fucked my life. (laughs) Was that cathartic? It actually felt very good. Hmm. Glad to hear that. Yeah. Wow. And he's using his laser. My neighbors must think I'm insane. Sorry. You, uh, you, he was using his laser eyes when he said that, so really punctuated I mean, it's, it. it. It's he's fighting. That's Black Noir who turns out. I'm going to spoil it. No, I won't spoil it. I won't spoil it. I won't oh spoil God. it. You're just, a good person. Just know it's at a very big moment in, at the end of the at the end of the comic. All right, Adam, that was a powerful moment, and now I'm going to send you one of mine. And this one I think is interesting because like it's not really like a big moment for Superman. Uh, it's maybe even kind of a forgettable one. It's from Action Comics 775. What's so funny about truth, justice, and the American way? Here we go. Um, so this, of course, is a, a moment between Superman and Manchester Black, who's a uh, you know vigilante who really believes that heroes, quote unquote heroes, should be able to kill people if it's for the right cause. And Superman might have a thing or two to say about that. So, uh, Adam, you're going to be reading Manchester Black, who is, of All course, right. from Manchester. So just your just no problem. Just your best North English accent. OK, here we go. OK. What do you mean? You killed my team! You violated my brain! Oh, Chester. Come, come now. I thought you leader types were supposed to be the sharp ones. I can say that, you know, because I am a leader myself. Your people are fine. Disabled, unconscious, nursing headaches I don't even want to think about. But alive, waiting for my crew to get here and scoop you up. As for you, all I did was pop you with the equivalent of a focused concussion. By the time your powers come back, you'll be so hopped up on side dampeners, you won't be able to do a card trick. You stupid son of a motherless tick. You should have stiffened your lip and done us all. So long as my heart beats in my chest, I'll come after you, you ponce twit. And if you think this is over, you're living in a bloody dream world. You know what, Black? I wouldn't have it any other way. Dreams save us. Dreams lift us up and transform us. And on my soul, I swear, and then the music swelling in the background, until my dream of a world where dignity, honor, and justice are the reality we all share, I'll never stop fighting. Ever. Superman! He's very nice. <laughs> that was great. Isn't that nice? Don't you that just think nice. that's neat? That he was like, yeah. look, I get it. It's not a reality for everyone, but we can make it that way. I mean, Superman got me to explore my voice, so maybe I can put that on my reel that there I'm now a voice actor. 
Yeah, you do a completely flawless Manchester you slash Liverpool. I really wanted to hear you say Ponzi twit, and I'm glad I did. Oh, so good. I, I felt great. I get why they talk like that, because that feels really good. <laughs> Isn't that? I was just like, why do they talk like that? Why don't they just talk yeah. normal? And it's because it feels good. Yeah, man. I get it. Good for you, Britain. All right. Well, Caitlin, we have come to the end of our episode. I'm going to throw one minute on the clock before we wrap up here, Caitlin. It'll be your final closing arguments to convince the audience and even maybe myself that Superman is the better choice. Whenever you're ready, you have one minute. Thanks so much, Adam. You know, I don't know what more I can say. He's been with us for the best part of a century. Um, he's inspired countless people across the world. He's inspired some incredible movies and then like a bunch of eh, ones. Um, he, he's, he's underwear outside your tights. He's aspiring to be better than you are now and better than you used to be and dreaming of a world that is better and not shying away from your place in it. You know, Adam, there's a part of the Talmud I really love that says, you are not expected to complete the work in your lifetime, but you must not refuse to do your unique part. And Superman embodies that in a very powerful way. He is the best in all of us, and he never shies away from doing what he can to make this world a better place, and in fact, even the universe. And yeah, he should put a ring on it, but also um, he is following his heart in everything that he does, and that is commendable. Adam? That was very good. Thank you. Very inspiring. Thank you so much for that time. And I would like to offer it back to you. Let's hear your one minute wrap up of why Homelander is great. I think those things are terrific that you just described. I would like to live in that world. And I think I would like to be a person like Superman. But unfortunately, we don't live in that world. We live in a world where real Nazi scientists experiment on mentally disabled pregnant women so they can test a compound V that can make them a lot of money. And that's the world that Homelander comes from. So he really is the most messed up part of all of us. You know, and if you're listening to this and you're saying, Adam, you sound real nihilistic, vote for me because you agree with me. And if you're sitting there and saying like, wow, he's really nihilistic and you don't agree with me, feel bad for me and vote for me anyway. So I'm looking for your votes here because I'll do whatever it takes to win a vote. Just like Homelander will do whatever it takes to keep his image squeaking clean and to do the right thing. And if that means ripping off the president's head and having sex with the back of it, that's what has to be done. It's Homelander, folks. It's Homelander, folks. Also, that was just in the comic. That isn't something I made up, nor do I want to do. <laughs> wow. I mean, I think that this is truly a battle for the ages. Are the listeners going to choose the best in all of us or the darkness that inhabits the corners of our souls? Well, if you would like to weigh in on that and tell us who you think won this week's battle or to give us suggestions for which pop culture icons you'd like us to represent next, you can email us at officialversuspodcast at gmail.com or tweet at Wood Elf Media on socials and use the hashtag versus podcast. Until next week, I'm Adam Peacock. And I'm Caitlin Hempstead. We'll see you soon. Bye. Versus is a Wood Elf original series, executive produced by Rob Herding, David Henning, Ryan Middledorf, Caitlin Hempstead, and Adam Peacock. Produced by Tom Breck. Original music by Darren Johnson. Edited by George Primavera.
Hey, this is Eric Malinsky, host of the podcast Imaginary Worlds. Each episode, I explore different sci-fi fantasy genres, talking with filmmakers, novelists, game designers, cosplayers, comic book artists, and anyone who works in the field of make-believe. I also look at the fan experience, asking, why do we suspend our disbelief? You can subscribe to Imaginary Worlds wherever you get your podcasts. Are you a Marvel fan? Matt, you know I am. Jeff, I was asking the listener. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought it seemed like a weird question because, you know, we've been doing a Marvel podcast together for nine years now. No, no, I was trying to grab the attention of all the Marvel fans out there for this ad. Oh. I thought it was weird, too. You should definitely warn us. Good note, Ashley. Well, if you like Marvel movies and TV as much as we do, join us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. He did it again. 